ladies and gentlemen. It's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al Pied del Canyon, ready for anything. I'm Rob, that's a notch, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> good morning, good people. It is Friday. We made it end of the week. How are you doing, guys? Hopefully you're looking forward to an amazing, relaxing, or exciting weekend. What about you, Natch? What's, what's on the cards? Nothing, nothing oh. planned. So <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. I'm going to go to Izzy's house, and there I intend to sit around in my underwear playing video games, as I would do in my own house. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. In the um, in the live audience, we have Born to Iron Man, Vero, and Pedro from Instagram all joining us here. How are you doing out there, friends? If you too want to join us live today, you can do so at Twitch dot tv barra professional bohemian um so you came in driving yesterday right natch yes because it was too rainy it was too rain it was raining cats and dogs you know they teach that in english classes right that's one of the first like idioms we don't use it we don't use that we say it's pissing it down that's what we say at least in the uk I think piss is a little stronger in in the US. Um, yeah, it was raining. Yeah, Madrid is not. Yeah, basically, I, I get the metro home every day, and I get like line ten to line seven to my barrio, and I'm at home. The metro stopped de repente. Oh, Natch. Um, it stopped. Apropos of nothing, just stopped. Everyone had to get out of the train because apparently the tunnel was flooded. <laughs> you know, Madrid is a beautiful, amazing city. I love it here. But it's not ready for, for what we would call weather. <laughs> it's really great at sunshine. Terrible at rain, snow, anything. Any weather it struggles with. It's not a, not a city that can handle weather. Anyway. Um, so I thoroughly tortured the elves, as I usually do. And this morning they have given me an amazing show. We asked 100 humans today, name something you'd want to avoid if you, were, if you wore a toupee. A toupee is like a, a wig. How do you how do you say toupee in, in? maybe peluquín? Peluquín. Peluquín. Okay, so nombra algo que querías evitar si llevaras un um, peluquín. Oh, I screwed that up, Natch. It's Friday. I'm tired today. <laughs> um and then in a hundred humans we'll find out um hmm, why and who someone tackled an environmental activist. It's a good one today. And today's unpopular opinion, something we've visited on the show a few times before, um, but we're going to dive a little deeper than usual into this subject. It's that toxic positivity deserves more hate. <laughs> La positividad toxica merece más odio. Yeah, there we go. Um, we kind of touched on this before, like last year, I think, right, Nadj? Something like that. I remember talking about toxic positivity anyway. Um, Vero says, in this weather, you don't feel like doing anything. I know, you got to capitalize on that. If you're a man with um, in a romantic relationship, you know, like Natch and I, our partners, they, you know, they love to make plans. Natch and I, we love to do nothing. <laughs> so you got to capitalize on the weather to do as little as possible. That's the game. That's the game plan, friends. Um, okay, so let's get into the show. I'm here, you're here. Um, let's see what's going on in the world. Okay, I want your hot take on this, Natch. So a Gen Zer, um, a person of genera from Generation Z, a Gen Zer, quit her first corporate job after eight months because she said the 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 culture was soul sucking. So a Gen Z quit her first corporate job after only eight months because um, the 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 culture was soul sucking. Un Gen Z, do you do you even have a way to say that? Alguien de generación Z, I don't know. Un Gen Z uh, dejó su primer trabajo en una empresa a los ocho meses. Dijo que la cultura um, chupaba el alma. Yeah. How do you feel about that initially? Not hearing anything else, what's your first reaction? Mm. I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> a 
You can't, I can't help but love Gen Z. You know, if I'd have heard this maybe 10 years ago, I would have been like, look, if you, if you were supposed to enjoy your job, they wouldn't have to pay you for it. Don't be a big baby. Go to work. <laughs> but there's something about Generation Z. I don't know. I like these guys. So here we go. Andra Bergoff, a 25-year-old Generation Z person, uh, Gen Zer, sparked widespread online discussion after quitting her first corporate job, describing the work culture as soul-sucking. Oh, God, I feel I feel her pain. I, I get it. It's just I'm not in a financial position where I can just kind of quit my day job and just do radio. Because my, my life, up until, I don't know, maybe, maybe the last seven, eight years, I've managed to avoid corporate nonsense my entire life. It's been beautiful. I've been a, I, either a, a writer or using kind of my, my creative skills to earn a living. And now I'm kind of sucked into this corporate nonsense meetings and, and just, you know, people just listening to people who enjoy, you know, congratulating themselves and, <laughs> and uh, you know, and I don't know. It's just, it's weird. It's a weird culture. People enjoy, like, I, I speak for a living. The last thing I want to do <laughs> when I'm not in front of a microphone is speak. <laughs> you know, so the idea that I have to join a, a round table and kind of talk more is just horrific for me. <laughs> so I kind of I kind of relate. Her viral video highlighted Gen Z's growing discontent with traditional nine to five roles, emphasizing a preference for flexible, meaningful work over being confined in an unfulfilling corporate environment. Don't get me wrong. I love my job. I love my colleagues and all the other things I have to say that won't get me fired. All those. Imagine I said those. <laughs> but there is something about corporate culture, especially here in Spain or in Madrid, rather. Um, I Actually, a friend of a friend worked in Bilbao, moved to Madrid and said in Madrid in particular, um, uh, yeah, it's like um, swimming in a tank full of sharks. And not so much now. Not so much within the last year or so, but certainly previous years I've experienced that. And it's not nice. It's not a nice corporate culture. Um, so I kind of, uh, I kind, I kind of sympathize with this, but a little bit, a little bit of me still inside thinks, you know, oh God, you know, get, you know you're lucky to have a job nowadays. You know, uh, if, you, you know, <laughs> if you were supposed to enjoy your work, they wouldn't have to pay for it. There you go. Anyway, let's see what people are saying in the chat. Thank God it's Friday, says Born to Iron Man. Vero, good morning, beautiful warriors. How are you doing? Min joining us from the Netherlands. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, I mean, up to what point do we need to change the corporate culture? Up to what point, uh, or work culture, up to what point do we need to just acc accustom ourselves to the fact that we work, you know, the, the working world is not designed to make us happy. It's designed to make us productive, right? <laughs> <laughs> a company doesn't make money by it through necessarily through happy employees 100% of the time. I mean, there is a correlation. How are you doing, Ronnie, joining us in the chat as well? There is a correlation to more productivity or happy workers being more productive. But if you can be as productive unhappily, then, you know, a company will do it. They only owe, like most companies in the world, or all companies only owe, um, uh, their only kind of obligation is to their, to make money for their shareholders. That's it. That's the reality. Okay, let's continue. Um, okay. We, do you remember we did a piece of news about um, the financial sector? Someone said, if we let AI run amok in the financial sector, if we rely too heavily on, um, on AI in, uh, in banking, the, um, the fi financial system will collapse. It was someone from the SEC that said that. <laughs> and I made the argument saying, well, you know, it could be. It could be that this person is just worried about being replaced. So here's this piece of news that I found today. Actually, this is coming from, just to be precise, CNBC.com. Major U.S. banks have been significantly reducing their workforce <laughs> with more layoffs anticipated. Yeah, the title of this article, Big Banks Are Quietly Cutting Thousands of Employees and More Layoffs Are Coming. 
Despite the economy's un, um, unexpected resilience, banks are downsizing due to the repercussions of increased interest rates affecting mortgages, Wall Street transactions, and overall funding costs. When I see overall funding costs, I read that there are certain things that artificial intelligence can do um, that humans also can do, but in, in, in a much more expensive way. Uh, the bridge here says, good morning, Rob. How are you doing, bridge? Welcome, welcome. So interesting, yeah. I mean, we've already seen, we've already reported on on extreme layoffs in in the financial, well, in the tech sector, um, now in the financial sector. Just one more step to go. Let's, you know, let's replace the politicians too, guys. Let's do it. <laughs> As I've promised, I do have something on that coming in the YouTube, in the the Probo Show YouTube channel. If you don't subscribe to the YouTube channel, do so, because soon. There is something coming with regards to uh, politician GPT. So strap yourselves in, folks. All right. Do we have time for one more piece of news? I think we do. All right. Um, let's go. Let's go to Best Buy. Best Buy? What even is that you're saying if you live in Europe? Best Buy is a chain of, um, I guess you'd call them supermarkets here in Europe. But you're the kind of supermarket that's big where you can buy... DVDs, clothes, bicycles, and your groceries. Best Buy just made a bittersweet announcement. It's truly the end of an era. Hmm. Best Buy has decided to stop selling DVDs. <laughs> the end of an era. Like, welcome to the future, Best Buy. Who's buying DVDs anymore, anyway? So Best Buy has decided to stop selling DVDs in their stores starting 2024, making room for newer in-demand products. This change reflects how people's habits have evolved. Nowadays, most prefer using streaming services over traditional physical DVDs. Hey, Natch, can I... Natch, one second. When was the last time you bought a DVD? He's not listening. He's talking to the cleaning lady. It's not Rossi, it's her daughter today. We'll ask him in a second. I haven't bought a DVD maybe in, I don't know, 20 years? Am I exaggerating? Maybe 15 years? When was the last time? Here's a question to you guys watching the show live in the audience. When was the last time you bought a DVD? Or any physical media for that matter. I haven't bought a CD or a DVD or anything in, yeah, 10 to 15 years. Uh, let's see. So we'll continue. The decision marks a significant shift and is somewhat nostalgic for those who remember buying DVDs. It's a sensible change given that products like smartphones, computers, and other modern tech items are now more popular. I mean, slowly as, um, slowly as a society, we're moving away from the idea of ownership. I think, if you're asking my opinion, and again, Opinions are like buttholes. Everyone has one. They all stink, including mine. But our idea towards ownership, or at least in younger generations, I feel like the idea we had about having to own your own car, your own, you know, your own house, your own this, your own that, is starting to become somewhat a somewhat old-fashioned. I mean, think about it. I had, like, when I was a kid, I had a collection of um, uh, VHS tapes a collection of them like they're still somewhere in my home in england in what like in my mother's home in england then at university i started collecting dvds which i still have in a big one of these big kind of folders <laughs> and i never watch them i never watch them why because it's just so much convenient more convenient just to navigate to netflix in fact i'm pretty sure i've watched the same movies i have on dvds on netflix so you've got to, and then, you know, if we roll that out further into things that we would traditionally own, cars, you know? Now you can just walk down, down the street, get an app, and rent a car to take you wherever, you know? Or you can rent um, an electric scooter to take you wherever, or you can rent, you know? And traditionally, the idea of not owning your own vehicle would have been horrific. But here, at least in the big city, um, it's becoming more and more commonplace to instead of own the thing that you're using, well, rent it. It's cheaper. Hmm. 
How do you feel about that? Pedro here says, two years from a guy play, um, uh, playing on the street, but I never listened to it. So a CD, I would imagine. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's like I haven't bought a CD. Jeez, Louise. I haven't bought a CD. Probably a lot of... Probably it was longer ago than when I bought the last DVD. Um, do the 90,000 Best Buy employees have to be worried? <laughs> Says Born to Iron Man. I don't think so. I don't think so. But you never know. I mean, look, yeah, they should be worried, right? Anyone who works in a supermarket, my mother works in a supermarket. She works at a checkout. And slowly but surely, replacing humans with, um, with automatic checkouts... Dude, I went to a shop the other day, Natch. Um, uh, the clothes shop where I bought all my, my new amazing shirts. Yeah, I got the products. I put them in a box. And it Im immediately calculated how much I owed. And I paid for it. End of story. Didn't have to talk to a single human. I mean, that in that respect, it was awesome. But then you got to worry. like that, <laughs> that shop would have had probably like three or four checkout people before. Seems like we're jettisoning, jettisoning jobs, but no one seems to be worried about it right now. I think we need to get um, our public officials more worried about this. But anyway. All right, guys, that's the news for today. Let's move on to our unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. All right, today's unpopular opinion is toxic pos positivity deserves more hate. La positividad tóxica merece más odio. All right, here we go. So um, I did ask people on on um, on Instagram. I don't want to color your opinion right now, but I'll tell you in a second. But I did ask them, and they did make a definitive. Um, they did give us a definitive answer of how they felt. But guys, they don't decide who wins or what side wins this topic, our live viewers joining us live on twitch.tv barra forward slash professional bohemian, they will be the ones. All right. Do you know what toxic positivity is, Natch? Could you define it? Mm, not sure. Those constant, like, motivational sentences <laughs> in Instagram. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely one aspect. Mm -hmm. That's one facet of what toxic positivity is. So I did a little research. Here we go. Here's a little definition for you. Toxic positivity is the unrelenting pressure to be happy uh, or to pursue happiness, no matter what the circumstances. Um, that comes from um, a, a licensed marriage and, f marriage and th family therapist named Whitney, Whitney Goodman, um, author of the book Toxic Positivity. Yeah, um, Anxiety and Depression Association of America notes that toxic positivity often manifests in response to painful feelings and promotes unrealistic, optimistic take on situation that ignores its full context and impact. Okay, so yeah, it kind of manifests as these kind of these images you'll see on um, <laughs> on uh, social media, you know. The kind of the kind of image that makes you fad, ba feel bad about feeling negative about a certain situation, the kind of content that disregards people's suffering, um, or um, assigns the blame for that s suffering to the person for not having a positive attitude. Like uh, quite often, you'll hear people, especially like coaches, life coaches. You know, you've got to manifest the future that you want, Nacho. You've got to manifest it. Like, if you imagine being rich, it'll just happen to you. <laughs> like, if you just imagine you're happy, pretend to be happy. Like, just because you pretend is going to make all the situations in your life that are making you unhappy go away. That, my friends, is toxic positivity. Let's just take a look in the chat. Um... What's this? I read the other day that AI will be laying bricks, building houses. Yeah, I mean, not so far from the truth. There are already robots or printers that print houses. <laughs> so, yeah, don't think um, don't think that any sector of um, any employment or any industry is going to go unaffected by this. Okay, Pedro says, I voted yes only because I blindly trust your judgment, Rob. <laughs> I appreciate that. 
<laughs> Two wrongs don't make a right, says um, Born to Iron Man. Uh, Vero says true, although I think positivity is almost never toxic. It's always good to look at both sides of things and decide what's the best for each person. Uh, Pedro says, now seriously, I think there's more and more awareness of toxic positivity. I think there's uh, a lot of reaction against it. Not sure it deserves more hate. In general, hate is not the reaction I'd recommend to anything. Okay, so here we go, get into a fascinating little linguistic thing. If something deserves more hate, it doesn't necessarily translate as audio. Um, I would... Yeah, in the English language, I would um, read that as deserves more criticism or more of a critical eye, okay? Hate is just the vernacular. And um, the polls on Instagram don't, <laughs> don't, let you, um, uh, don't let you write so many words. So there you go. Um, all right, so let's get into um, the pros and cons. As, as always, I thoroughly tortured the elves this morning and they gave me some pro and con arguments. So arguments agreeing that toxic positivity deserves more criticism. Toxic positivity can lead to the suppression of valid emotional responses, making individuals feel guilty for experiencing natural feelings of sadness, anger, or frustration. It's a great point. It's a great point. Um, consistently insisting on a positive outlook may result in people overlooking their genuine issues, um, preventing them from confronting and solving real problems. You've heard me say this argument a million times, right? You know? Um, sadness and anger and frustration, all they are are signposts to elements of your life you need to change. And if all you do is bury those feelings... <laughs> I know, it's kind of ironic coming from me. But if all you do is bury those feelings and, and just put a smile on your face, then you're actually not doing anything to solve your genuine problems. You know? Anyway, let's continue. This practice can be harmful to mental health as it encourages individuals to ignore their true feelings and potentially isolate themselves when they don't feel excessively positive. Okay, and final, the final point in the pro column. Here we go. Toxic positivity propagates an unrealistic standard for human emotions, suggesting we should be able to control spontaneous emotional responses and always look on the bright side, which is simply unattainable. Right? I mean, I know people in my own life, you know, and you can see they're emotionally affected by something. You say, is anything wrong? Oh, no, I don't want to bother you with it. No, 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 I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm fine, I'm happy. And you can see they're not. They just feel guilty about having emotions. <laughs> Don't believe the, the posts on Instagram, it's fine, it's normal to be angry, frustrated, sad, uh, jealous. You know, you know, toxic positivity is a patch we place over the, the darker sides of ourselves just to pretend things are okay. And let's be let's be honest guys. You don't make any forward momentum if you if you don't tackle the obstacles in front of you. Anyway, now the con list saying no no no. Um toxic um positivity does not deserve a more critical eye. So let's get into this. Um there's a fine line between pro promoting a positive attitude and toxic positivity. General positivity can often be beneficial, and the term toxic positivity might get overused. Hmm. Okay. Adding more hate to anything, including toxic positivity, promotes a negative mindset. Instead, education and awareness about emotional balance and mental health could be more productive. But Here's my argument to that. You don't kind of engage in those conversations if you don't look at these... You know, these pop psychology, these stupid pop psychology um, uh, movements, if you don't critically look at them in the first place. And I think right at the moment, people are starting to wake up to the idea that, hang on a minute, I don't need to be happy all the time. <laughs> That's nonsense. <laughs> you know, right now. But for years, we've been subjected to this idea that, you know, there is, if you're unhappy, that's within your power. You should be happy all the time. Be happy, guys. Be happy. The pursuit of happiness. Come on. All right, next. 
Simply hating toxic positivity doesn't offer a solution. It's more constructive to advocate for emotional openness, honesty, and support systems for mental health. Um, and finally, emphasizing um, uh, criticism towards an aspect of positivity is contradictory. It's healthier to encourage the balanced approach to life's ups and downs. All right. Those are your pros and cons, guys. So on Instagram, I made the statement that toxic positivity deserves more criticism, more hate. And they said 93% true. But they don't matter, guys. The people who matter are you guys watching us live in the audience. I'm going to post a poll right now, and you're going to vote. Does pox toxic positivity deserve more criticism? We'll find out after the break, guys. Thank you. There's so many things you could have been doing this morning. Instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me and Natch, and it means the world. I'll see you in a few minutes. Hey, guys. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind the scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian. And you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professional bohemian or Twitter at probo, P R O B O H. Okay, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Of course. You're listening to the one and only Probo Show. How's it going, my friends? Um, big thank you, by the way, to the people, uh, all those wonderful angelic beings who are downloading the podcast. Guys, you can subscribe anywhere and everywhere. And you even get, guys, you get extra content. Yesterday's show, although it was not on the radio like you guys uh, are hearing today, it was not on the radio, but it was. it is there. And what a show it was. Yesterday, Natch, uh, we spoke about proportional um, tax, uh, your vote to voter being proportional to the amount of tax you pay. So the more tax you pay, the more weight your vote has. It was a fascinating discussion. Really fascinating. And um, you may be surprised by the results of that poll. Uh, we, looked at, we looked at a ton of stuff. I don't want to give you any spoilers, but it's definitely a show worth listening to. And it's there in every good podcast directory, my friends. In every good one that exists. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see what we were talking about today. We spoke about the Gen Zer. Um, Gen Zer. I don't think you have a phrase for that in Spanish. Alguien del Generación Zeta. A Gen Zer who quit her first corporate job after only eight months because she said the culture was soul sucking. Chupaba el alma. Soul sucking. Depends how you read that title to how you're going to react to it. A Gen Z, a quitter, first corporate job. She said the culture was soul-sucking. <laughs> I mean, look, I can't argue. I'm in that corporate culture. And uh, tr hashtag true story. <laughs> um, then we looked at Best Buy, stopping selling, um, stopping the sales of DVDs. Natch, I asked you um, a question, but you were you were busy back there. When was the last time you bought a piece of physical media? Um, I think last year. Oh, really? A CD, yes. Ah, okay. Okay, so I you still... I buy CDs from my favorite um, bands. Ah, okay, dude. All right. So you're, you're a connoisseur, my friend. You're a connoisseur. <laughs> you know what? I think CDs might have a comeback. I think CDs might have a comeback because the sound quality is still tremendous. And just like people are buying vinyl albums now, they may go back and buy CDs. But DVDs, my friend, will never have a comeback <laughs> because the quality is atrocious. I mean, if you ever wa try watching a DVD on a 4K television and you'll see what I mean. I mean, the quality is not there. Perhaps... What's the what's the HD version of a, a DVD? The what are they called? Blu-rays, maybe Blu-rays. But I haven't bought a piece of physical media since the explosion of um, of you know streaming services. Anyway, let's um, continue. Then what else did we look at? Oh yeah, we looked at big banks quietly cutting thousands of employees. I'm glad that AI replacing humans is starting with bankers. <laughs> I'm glad that's where it's starting. 
You know, we get to, those of us, mere mortals, get to laugh at the rich folk. I mean, it's not funny, is it? Anyone losing their job is not funny. Um, but it's going to happen to us all, slowly but surely. Um, and, you know, I personally think we need to be pressuring our governments to um, offer some kind of solution. I'm not suggesting that solution, so perhaps um, I should come up with some good ideas. I think universal basic in um, income is a way we could do that. You know, I think maybe reducing the work week, you know, um, inviting um, companies to employ more people. I think that's a way to do that. But let's get something straight. I'm paid to talk on the radio. Politicians are paid to um, uh, look after the prosperity of um, of the citizenship, of, of the country's citizens. So it's not my job to come up with a solution. It's theirs. We need to be pressuring them to do their job. Um, there was other news I couldn't mention, Natch. <laughs> there was one in particular that I, you know, I have reactions to. Mark Zuckerberg used AI Ray-Ban glasses. So he's got the, the Ray-Ban have made some AI glasses in conjunction with um, Meta to guide him through how to braid his daughter's hair. Come up on a Trenthasty column. What do you call braids? Trenthasty. Maybe. Dude, I was confused because it's an amazing translation. For the purposes of the show, it can't be. You're the, you're the oracle here, man. If you say it's right, it's right. If Nacho makes a mistake in translation, they change the language. <laughs> they change the language to agree with him. And my first thought was, yeah, yeah, yeah. The AI is in the glasses. <laughs> I mean, Mark Zuckerberg is a robot. Let's be honest. Anyway, so let's, um, and then we moved on to today's unpopular opinion, which was toxic positivity deserves more hate. Or that's a kind of a vernacular, it deserves more criticism. Um, we went through some pros and cons um, in, the, in the con column. It's kind of a reductive argument. Mm, you know, there's a misinterpretation of positivity. There's a fine line between positivity and toxic positivity. Um, you know... You know, say, criticizing something negatively isn't really a constructive way to deal with a pro problem. And in the in the pro side, saying you know it creates unrealistic standards, the idea to always stay upbeat. You know, it has an impact on mental health. It it encourages you to avoid real issues and and real solutions. Hmm. And it kind of discourages you to deal with real emotions. Ah, the bridge here says it is indeed Trenthas. Thank you, bridge. Um, okay, the I did get some messages on Instagram with regards to, the, to this. Um, toxic, this is from Layla writing to us again. Thank you, Layla. She says, toxic positivity is honestly so harmful. People think they're helping, but dismissing real feelings doesn't make them disappear. It's okay not to be okay. Um, Becca, this overbearing good vibes only attitude is a denial of the full human experience. Yeah, totally. Totally. Like, you know, the, the human emotional spectrum is valid. <laughs> and anyone who is telling you that you bear some kind of responsibility to always be happy is encouraging you to um, suppress emotions that you need to feel, you know? I mean, I remember when my best friend passed away. My best friend and another colleague of mine that I worked with for years, I used to spend Christmas with her. And my best friend that, you know, we practiced, we lived with each other for a while. He was my best bud. I remember when they passed away. They passed away within a month of each other. And, um, and wow, the grief, man, the grief. Um, for Josh, who passed away, the grief was very much rooted in the fact that we were the same age. We were best friends. We spoke to each other every single day. And the idea that that old two old men playing moose in a bar thing that we had going on <laughs> for the future just disappeared in the blink of an eye. That grief was was intense and it lasted for years and years. But it is something that I needed to go through. I needed to experience the anger, the pain, the grief. 
I needed to experience and let myself process the full spectrum of these emotions. And I'm going to be honest, perfectly honest here, I kind of went a little crazy. I was convinced I had cancer. I was convinced I was going to die because I, as a, as a middle-aged guy as I am now, when I was raised, I was raised that, you know, stiff upper lip, a man doesn't express his emotions, a man doesn't cry, you've got to suppress that. Hmm. You've got to project strength. And it was only until I started to drop that pretense and kind of really allow myself to kind of feel what I was feeling that the, the, the pain subsided. And this is maybe why um, I am so affected by this idea, this pop culture, this popular psychology nonsense of always being happy, this toxic positivity. It is, it is vile. I really do think um, it is causing so much harm. Yeah. Anyway, let's continue. Um, Tony wrote to us on Instagram as well. All this talk about toxic positivity, I don't know. Back in my day, we just called it being unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get you. I get you. All right, um, guys, all you guys who've written to me on Instagram, you're going to get a Probo approved. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Probo approved. Let's um, turn our attention to the chat um, the bridge said somewhere, oh yeah, go, come on, look at Brian. He did fine. Always look on the bright side of life. <laughs> but there's a difference, right? You can have a general positive attitude, but that doesn't mean you're suppressing negative emotions. I'm generally an upbeat kind of guy. I do, I recognize that I have moments of, you know, being, you know, being complaining and grump, grumpy. I recognize it. I recognize it. I allow, allow myself to go through that spectrum of negativity and then I'm back to being my regular positive self, you know. But I'm generally an upbeat kind of guy. Anyway, let's continue. Pedro says, um, it can create even more anxiety and frustration. I think we read that one. Thank you, Pedro, uh, who had to leave for his, his torturous Friday meeting. Sad about that. Um, I decided to get myself a way out of work, says the bridge. Lucky you. Okay. Um, all right. Well, let's let's go into the results of the poll, shall we? Let's find out what you guys were saying. Um, so I made the statement that toxic positivity deserves more criticism, more hate. And you guys said... Natch. <laughs> Thank you, dude. 75% true. All right, so how do we um, how do we leave off this topic? What are the final thoughts? Saying that the toxic positivity deserves more hate or more more criticism, I don't think there's any disputing that. 93% of people on Instagram, a lot of people voted, by the way, I appreciate that. If you want to join those people in voting on Instagram, you can do that at Professional Bohemian, arroba Bohemio Profesional. Or if you want to join us live, um, twitch.tv forward slash Professional Bohemian. Seems like there's no doubt that toxic positivity um, deserves, you know, deserves the criticism it already gets and probably way more. But let's draw a line here. Let's draw a, a line in the sand. We should be have a positive outlook of life. We should. And not because it's going to enrich you. <laughs> you know, it's not going to make you any richer. Don't listen to any kind of guru saying, you know, your outlook on life is your problem. It's not going to enrich you. But what it will do is, um, is maybe give you a, a solid foundation to look upon happiness in a much more realistic way. And if you are someone who suffers from someone or a group of people in your life or maybe online, you, f you feel that pressure to suppress those negative emotions, I would say from my life experiences, you should never do that. There is a big difference between, be, be, between expressing gratitude for those things that are going well and recognizing those things that are going, um, going incorrectly or poorly. Um, 
And if you are suffering out there right now and you are feeling that pressure to um, put on a happy face, understand that your feelings are valid and not everything has to be sunshine and rainbows. Feel what you need to feel, but always, and this isn't toxic positivity, always have gratitude for the things that are going well. And for me, that worked, and hopefully it'll work for you. All right, on that note, let's go to 100 Humans. Oh my God, friends, it was a long walk to work today across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered 100 humans and I asked them a question. Today's question was, name something you'd want to avoid if you wore a toupee. Um, Nombra algo que querías, o querías, 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 hey, I rolled my R. Oh my God. Que querías evitar si llevarás pel, peluquín. God, I can't say that. It's a bit difficult for an English mouth. Okay, I asked them that question. They gave me their answers. I have the top seven answers right here. Your job in the chat is to identify those top seven answers. Ours is kicking us off in the chat, but as always, we go to the man, the myth, the legend, the oracle there in the booth. What do you think, Natch? Strong wind. Strong wind. Vero also says wind. Windy storms. Is wind there? Yes, it is. Well done, guys. Natch, Vero, with 36 of 100 humans, it's the number one answer. I don't think... Do you think many people wear wigs nowadays? No. Nah, right? Everyone's getting hair transplants and stuff now. Yes, or, or they or shave. No, oh, they just shave their head. Yeah, you know what? Like, you know what held me back from shaving my head? The only thing that held me back when I noticed that I was going bald was the, the meme or the idea of a British, a young, well, I'm not young now, but when I was, a young British guy with a skinhead was really poorly looked upon. <laughs> in in Europe. And I was, I was living in Europe at the time. I didn't want people to think I was a football hooligan, you know? But anyway. So, yeah, wind is there. Well done. Name something you'd want to avoid if you wore... if you wore a toupee. All right. Urs says a roller coaster. A roller coaster. Uh, Montaña Rusa? Yeah, right. What? Thank you, thank you. Okay, so a roller coaster. Is a roller coaster there? Yes, it is. Well done. That's not a coaster that rolls, a posavasos. No, it's a montaña rusa. I know, Nat, you're impressed. <laughs> All right, so roller coaster is there. Seven of 100 humans, six. Oh, no. 700 humans said that. It's in sixth place. Guys, you're not doing um, you're not doing very well in the chat. I'm always quick to, to offer praise, but today not so well. Okay, so let me give you um, let me give you some clues. Um you wouldn't want it to melt, right? If you were wearing, <laughs> if you were wearing a wig, you wouldn't want it to melt or even worse, you know, or even worse. Like, he, yeah, it's hard to give you a clue. What do you think it is? What do you think might make um, uh, make one of these things melt? Uh, go on, Natch, tell them. Smoking? You know what? I'll give it to you. Why not? Yeah. A flame. A flame. But, you know, when you're smoking, there is certainly a flame. By the way, Natch, you know what? My Icos, I am... Um, uh, I haven't smoked an actual cigarette in like three or four days. Yeah. I have smoked a metric ton of the Icos cigarettes. <laughs> I have to remortgage my house or something. <laughs> but, but whatever. I'm feeling better. All right, guys in chat, you're not doing good work today. Come on. So name something that you'd want to avoid if you wore a toupee. Okay. Kind of... <laughs> kind of related to wind, but it's a wind you generate yourself while driving. It's a type of car. 
It's a type of car. A specific type of car you wouldn't want to drive when it's raining. What type of car would you want to avoid, Natch? Uh, convertible. A convertible. Well done. <laughs> okay. Uh, the bridge also got convertible in the chat. Well done. Well done. Okay. Okay, I'm going to get the second most popular answer. The bridge here says rain. This one is involving the water, but it's not rain. It's more of an, act, of an activity or even a sport in the Olympics. <laughs> if you, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think I've given you enough of a clue. Can you guess where it is, Natch? Swimming. Swimming, well done. <laughs> oh, all right. And you know what? Okay, we're gonna do. We're gonna do. We're gonna do one more. Well, another one is is you know you do this natch every evening. You used to do it in the morning, but now you do it every evening. I don't do it at all. <laughs> Keep it clean. What am I talking about? A workout. Exercise. Exactly. Well done. Well done. <laughs> it's good to be Natch. <laughs> and finally, the final one. The final one. So I asked 100 humans to name something you'd want to avoid if you wore a wig or a toupee. Un peluquín. Final one is not an activity, but a thing. Okay? Usually these are attached to lights and they're designed to help move the air around. Like an old-fashioned air conditioner. <laughs> if you were tall and wore, um, and wore a toupee, you'd certainly want to avoid these. Can you guess, Natch? Fan? A ceiling fan! Well done! Urs also got fan. Well done, Urs. All right, guys. Here we go. Let's go through the list. I asked 100 humans to name something you'd want to avoid if you wore a wig. In position number... Seven. We had flames. Yamas. In position number... Six. We had a roller coaster. Um, a montaña rusa. And in position number... Five. We had a convertible. Descapotable, is it? Yes. Oh, my God. Thank you, thank you. In position number... Four. A, a ceiling fan. And now, that I don't know how to say. Is it ventilador? I know it's ventilador, but the de techo? Exactly. Oh, dude, killing it. In position number... Three. Exercise. Es ejercicio. In position number... Two. Swimming. Natación. And finally, in position number... One. Um, congratulations, Vero and the Natch. It was wind. Woo. Well done, well done, guys. All right. On that note, for the last time this week, let's go to complete the news. Complete the news. Okay, friends, you know how this works. I'm going to give you a news headline, un titular but I'm going to leave out some important information with the, the three options I give you, A, B, or C, you will complete the news. So here we go. Are you ready? This one's a tricky one, Natch, because there's two things we have to complete here. Okay. Blank. Rugby tackles an environmental activist as protest over new blank turns violent. Let's unpack it, okay? Un or una blank se enfrenta. A rugby tackle is like to physically confront. Like a rugby tackle, you know rugby. In fact, I think, isn't it the final of the Rugby World Cup today? Or something like that? Did I know some sports knowledge? Jeez Louise, Rob. So blank se enfrenta, um, or, yeah, se enfrenta a un activista ecologista mientras... La protesta por la nueva blank se vuelve, violent, se vuelve violenta. So someone um, rugby tackles an environmental activist as a protest over a new blank turns violent. Is it A? Uh, <laughs> is it A? 
um, an animal rights activist, <laughs> um, rugby tackles an environmental activist over a new um, uh, animal. What's this? Say? Over a new animal um, shelter. There we go. Animal rights activist because of a new animal shelter. Is it B? Um, a, a teacher rugby tackles an environmental activist um, as a protest over a new school turns violent. Or is it C? A nun, monja, um, rugby tackles an environmental activist as a protest of a new church turns violent. So is it animal rights activist, animal shelter, A, B, teacher, school, or C, nun and church? What do you think? Mm. All right. So who has rugby tackled an environmental, or yeah, an environmental activist? Is it A, an animal rights activist? Is it B, a teacher, professor, or C, a nun, monja? A, B. Or C? What do you think, Natch? Uh, C. You think C, a nun? Just because it's the funniest? Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, the chat right now is saying B, a teacher. And the answer is... Natch, you were right. It was C. Well done. It was none. <laughs> Well done, guys. Well done. Um, yeah, this is a true story. A nun, a nun um, rugby tackled an environmental activist over a protest about a new church. Conflict between a religious order and environmental activists happened in Saint-Pierre-de-Colombier, France. All right, guys. Well, look, that's all we've got time for for today. Oh, sad. It's been a fun sh um, week of Probo shows. Don't forget, there are two episodes you can only get on the podcasts. Guys, thank you for participating in the best part of my week every single week. That is the Probo show. You guys are killing it. So many things you could have been doing today. Instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me, and it means the world. I'll see you next time. <laughs>